What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wednesday night again. I'm glad you were able to make it and uh, join us. Tonight, we're looking at John chapter 6 still. Uh, we're at verse 28 all the way down to verse 34 tonight. 28 to 34. So I'm just going to open in a quick word of prayer. And then I'm going to read the whole set of scripture that we're looking at. And then we'll get into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to get together. Giving us the time in the evening to um, even tune in on, online. <clears throat> and we just pray, Lord, that you would speak through me. And that you would speak to each of our hearts, Lord Jesus. It's amazing that your Holy Spirit can, uh, we don't even have to be in close proximity with it, and your Holy Spirit can still work on each of us at the same time. Thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, cool. John chapter 6, verse 28 to 34. Um, here we go. They replied, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, Show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from having to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Okay. So, remember last week we left off, um, Jesus was basically telling them, you're following me for the wrong reasons, don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. He said in verse 27, he said, spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you, for God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. And then they automatically, from that verse, they jumped to verse 28 and says, they replied, we want to perform God's works too, what should we do? And I said they're jumping to this because, like, they're seriously jumping the gun here. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, the only reason you're chasing him, chasing after Jesus, is because he provides food and he heals the sick and the diseased and casts out demons, right? You're seeking after him because you're like, wow, he's a sensation. Yeah, he's a celebrity, right? And then the next thing he's saying, we want to perform miracles too. We want to perform God's works too. What should we do? <laughs> so... They're, they're misunderstanding. So, so they're misunderstanding the fact that Jesus is performing God's works because he is God. Right? God, Jesus is performing God's works because he is God. I just wanted to repeat that there so you understand what I'm saying here. Okay? Jesus is not performing God's works because God is like, oh, let me give you a little bit of power. You can do all this, you know, to bring me glory. No, no. He is God. God is performing the work here. They think, oh, we can just be made a liaison like you. We can be like one of the prophets who perform miracles. No, no, no. This is completely different. You look to, you're talking to God himself. Then Jesus told them this. This is the only work God wants for you. You know, from you. God doesn't want anything from you. This is one thing we have to understand. God doesn't want anything from you. Okay? He's doing all of it. He's doing all the work. We don't have to do anything for God. He's doing all the work here. He's the one that's coming down to us and meeting us where we're at. He's the one that's dying on the cross and giving us salvation. He's the one that's doing the redemption. He's the one that's re reconciling us back to himself. What the heck are we doing there? Nothing. We're doing none of it. There's nothing that we can do in our power to, to be reconciled back to God. So Jesus tells them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. 
Step one. We want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Step one. You don't get to do anything. You don't need to do anything. Believe in the one God has sent. That's what you need to do. And it's like, it reminds me of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know what I mean? Again, what, what are we supposed to do? We seek after God. We believe in the one that he, that he sent. That's all we have to do. Um, 1 John 3, 23 says this, And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he commanded us. It's very simple. You know, people say, oh, you know, it's a difficult thing. It's not. It's not difficult. Believe. Love other people. That's it. Believe in God. Believe that Jesus Christ is God. Love one another. Simple things, man. Simple things. So verse 30. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? I'm like, I'm ready to just like, you know, you're just like, that'd be me. You know, I'd be like, are you, are you guys joking? Show us a miraculous sign? Where have you been all this time? Did I not just feed you the day before? You know, out of some five loaves and two fish? Did I not heal the sick in front of you? Did I not cast out demons in front of you? Have I not healed the diseased in front of you? What, what the heck are you talking about? That's the first thing that ran through my mind, right? And you think about it, that's exactly how we are. We have short-term memory loss because it's funny, they can't seem to remember the miraculous signs that Jesus has just done in the last few days in front of them, you know? And I believe, and I'm pretty, this is what I believe. I believe the reason we don't remember is because we don't really believe what Jesus is doing. You know, it's actually a consequence of unbelief to not remember what God has done, you know, and, and, or doubt in who God is. And we're exactly the same. Unfortunately, we are exactly the same. You know, we come up to him like, God, help me, you know, uh, I really need help. And, and we're despairing, like, I don't know what I'm going to do, God. And, you know, you don't remember that he, uh, he helped you out of a bad situation last month or last year or 10 years ago. But it doesn't matter how long ago it was. The fact of the matter is that God has been the one to pull you out of the bad things in your life or the mess ups or any or anything. God has always been the one to help you out. But then we always act like, who's going to help me? Who's going to help me? Um, it, it, God will help you like he's always helped you. God will save you like he's always saved you. God will rescue you like he's always rescued you. You know, we can't have the same kind of unbelief and if you think about it the fact that we don't remember that is actually a, a bit of unbelief on our parts we don't really believe god can do it again can't god do it again can't god do it as many times as he wants can't god provide any amount of finances that's needed can't god provide any amount of food that is needed i mean he, we've seen him do it in the bible we've seen him provide huge amounts of food wine at the wedding of cana right feeding of 5,000 plus people. Um, we saw him do it. He fed Israel for 40 years in the wilderness. 40 years he fed them. They never had to look for anything. You know, meat and bread and water. So, and then we, we come to God like, who can save me? Who can save me? In Matthew chapter 12, 38, and chapter, Matthew chapter 16, verse 1, it, even the experts on the law forget who God is. And what he's always done for them and Israel as a nation. It's it's sad. It's sad, actually. 
And that's why there needs to be a written record. Because that's the only way we remember. We remember that God, what God has done by looking back and saying, Oh yes, on this day he did this. I actually have a couple of reminders in my phone of when God taught me some lessons. And it will remind me every year. Boom. On, at the, on this day of this year, this is what God did. And I'm like, ah, yes, yes. I remember that. Right? And that's why we should keep like a prayer journal or a journal in general where God answers prayer and you write down what he answered the prayer, what the answer was, when it was done, when we started praying about it and all this stuff. And then when you look back on it, you get to, you have a record of these things. Like, look, read the Old Testament. Was a record of what God has done. And Israel would forget and they would remember to read the law. So like, for instance, I read the book of Ezra recently and Ezra comes out, <coughs> excuse me, Ezra comes out and reads the law to the people and then it's brought to their remembrance and what do they do? They fall down. They weep actually because they're like, we've been breaking the law all this time, you know? And Ezra says, hey, be happy because we have the law and now we know how to follow it again basically so we need to remember what god has done in our lives and we don't need to keep coming to god as if nothing like this has ever happened before like this is a surprise and who's going to save me because god can save you so they they continue on they continue on show they say they say in verse 30 they answered show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you what can you do verse 31 after all our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. And I remember I mentioned that. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. If you want to look at that, it says it in Exodus chapter 16, 4 and 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven to, for you. Each day the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. If they will remember. Verse 15. The Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is it? They asked each other. They had no idea what it was. And Moses told them, It is the food the Lord has given you to eat. Remember? <laughs> Numbers chapter 11, verses 7 to 9. The manna looked like small coriander seeds, and it was pale yellow like gum resin. The people would go out and gather it from the ground. They made flour by grinding it with hand mills or pounding it in mortars. Then they boiled it in a pot and made it into flat cakes. These cakes tasted like pastries baked with olive oil. The manna came down on the camp with the dew during the night. Nehemiah 9.15 says, You gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry and water from the rock when they were thirsty. You commanded them to go and take possession of the land you had sworn to give them. Psalm 78.24 He rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them bread from heaven. So you see here, um, we see, I've just given you one, two, three, four different scripture references from four different parts of the Bible, four different books of the Bible, all in the Old Testament, which helps the Israelites remember what God has done in the past for them. So that when a time comes and, <coughs> and something bad is happening, let's say, or oh, you're just coming up short, you don't need to be in des desperation and despair beseeching God. You, you just need to pray normally and just say, Lord, I need your help. I know that you've done this before, and Lord, I know that you can do it again, and I need your help. You know, we can talk to God like that instead of saying, who's going to help me? Save me, please, you know, because we don't remember that God's already done it before for us. Then verse 32, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did, and now he offers you the true bread from heaven. See, now we're getting to the point. So it's like, 
they've tried to spin off this thing saying, you know, you know, Moses gave us this. Moses performed these miracles. But really it was God performing the miracles through his vessel, Moses. And they say, like, you know, what, what can you do? And he's saying, listen, God has sent down the true bread from heaven. Now, let's find out what the true bread from heaven is. We have to remember, it wasn't Moses who gave them the bread from heaven to eat. It was God. God. And now God has given them the true bread from heaven. Verse 33, the true bread of God is the one. It's not the thing. It's not the loaf. It's the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. The true bread from heaven. Let's think about it like this. Bread brings sustenance, right? We eat bread because it brings us sustenance. It brings us life-giving energy to our bodies, right? Um, it allows us to continue to live. But the true bread from heaven does not allow you to keep on living. It actually gives the life. See, real a loaf of bread doesn't give you life. It, it helps you keep your life that you already have. Now, the true bread from heaven actually gives life from nothing. It can also sustain life, you know. If we, if we have taken of the true bread of heaven, then we, our life is sustained in him. And we see this in John chapter 1 verse 3. It says, God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. You remember that when we did John chapter 1? So it actually gives life. John chapter 3, 13 to 6, and 16. No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So the true bread from heaven is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the true bread from heaven. You know, and it's funny, we're going to be talking about some harder stuff when he starts talking about eating my flesh and drinking my blood. But we need to understand this stuff first. The true bread from heaven is Christ, is Jesus. He not only brings us sustenance on a daily basis, when we read the daily bread, right? Not just a devotional, but we read the word of God on a daily basis. But he gives us life. He gave us life initially, and he gives us a renew, new spiritual life. He, gives, he brings in the new man that comes from the true bread from heaven. Then, again, the misunderstanding. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. And you just want to like give yourself one of those smacks on the forehead and just like, oh man, these people just don't understand. Why don't you understand? He's standing right in front of you, man. <laughs> you know, they don't entirely get it. But the beautiful thing is this, and I see this in, in a relation here. Salvation needs to be had once, and that's it. But we need to be renewed in the Word daily. We can see that from Romans chapter 12 too. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Perfect. 2 Corinthians 4.16 that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Now, how are their spirits being renewed every day? From by the true bread of heaven. You know, um, how is how are we transformed into a new person by the true bread from heaven? You know, so how are we saved by the true bread from heaven? When we have salvation, we are given new life through the true bread from heaven. <clears throat> And then after we, are, we, we come to that salvation, what do we have? We have the continual renewal, the daily renewal in the Word of God, which again is 
Jesus Christ. So you see, Jesus Christ, the true bread of heaven, gives us life. He gave us initial physical life, yes. Then he also gives us spiritual life, right? But then once we've received that spiritual life, the true bread of heaven also renews us daily, renews us daily spiritually. So the true bread from heaven acts very similarly to a regular loaf of bread, except in the fact that a regular loaf of bread will not give you physical life. It will not bring you to life. And it will not give you spiritual life. What it does is it gives you enough sustenance to keep you running, right? But the true bread from heaven is much better than that. He brings salvation. And once you are saved, he continues to renew you day by day as you spend word, time, in the word of God. So I'm going to leave you with this. Spend time with the true bread from heaven. Spend time in the word of God. Feed your soul. Feed your spirit by reading the word of God on a daily basis. And you will see, as Romans chapter 12, 2 tells us, you will see a, a transformation of how we think. It says there, um, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. It doesn't mean by us changing the way we think, by allowing the word of God to change the way we think. Then we will be transformed into a new person, renewed daily, just like Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians. So let me that be your encouragement this week. Um, let the Word of God renew you and encourage you and bring you that life. If you don't already have that life, um, all you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. That's all you have to do. You just have to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, acknowledge the fact that you need Him to have eternal life, to reach heaven, to be with God, and you will be made clean. You will be made clean. All right. God bless you. Have a good night.